0: Now today, I just want to say to you, let God's peace rest on you. Let God's peace rest in your heart. And I mean that because of the verse that I'm going to read and the things that I want to say to you today. That I want to see God's peace really consume who we are in our very being. Matthew 6, verse 25, a section we know well, but I want to take the time to read us through this whole passage, just so we get a context. Therefore, I tell you. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all of these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. This is a passage every Christian loves. They come to this particular verse, verse 33, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And we sit there and say, oh, that's good. That's real good. If I put Jesus first, then all of these things are going to be added to me. Uh, And we agree with it, but we assume because we agree mentally with it, we've therefore done it. We've therefore achieved seeking first the righteousness of God. And this verse really is an entry point, it's an access point for us to start to think about the place of the kingdom of God in our heart. Now, it's interesting how much Jesus emphasized the issue of anxiety. Nearly well, eight of those verses out of the nine are focusing on anxieties. One verse is focusing on this great gift that we have to be able to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And I, I wonder if He did this because He recognizes that we are so often consumed with anxiety. Um, is anxiety real? Do you experience anxiety? Now, for me, if I was not being honest with myself today, I'd say, no, I don't get anxious. But do you get anxious? I might say, no, I don't get anxious because I'm a guy. Guys don't like to think that they get anxious. It takes a lot to admit that we might have anxiety in our lives. I will often ignore that and say, no, no, I don't have any anxiety to worry about. But really, anxiety is indicated by the sorts of things that consume our worries. Let me just paint a little picture. Whenever um, I sit with uh, a new couple that are planning to get married, uh, at the church we have a series of counseling that we do with them. We plan for five counseling sessions in terms of working on their relationship, and then we have one planning session where we help them plan the actual wedding day and you know it's hilarious, you'll, you'll find this when, when your planning time comes, and if you've already had it, you'll remember what it was like, that we just forget to ask anyone else who's been there, done that. We start recreating the wheel about how we're gonna plan a wedding. And so when I'm sitting with a couple, I say to them, listen, ask all of your friends what they did and how it worked so, they could, uh, so that you can get things done easier, but then I also say this, plan so that on the day you don't have to do anything so that you can actually enjoy the day. It's easier said than done. And what tends to happen is the six months or nine months before the actual wedding day, every single week is filled with anxiety about the wedding day. What are the color codes gonna be? What are the invitations gonna look like? What is the venue gonna be decorated like? All of that stuff. And you know, it comes to the week before and then suddenly they're like, oh, weren't you as the pastors supposed to plan the service for us? And then they realize that there's a whole service to plan and songs to choose and all of that good stuff now i'm boring you already sorry this is there's, just as some people wedding planning and you know um just wanted to share some wisdom with them but you see then they get to the day this great day that they've planned for literally 100 days or longer they get to this day and because anxiety has been filling up every single day up until that day and no planning to not be anxious on the day anxiety fills that day. And you're sitting there thinking, uh, uh, what about this? I hope the flowers are going to be on time. What about that? I hope the, the organist doesn't miss, his, uh, miss the song. He's supposed to say, oh, I hope that the food gets delivered. And all of the anxiety consumes the day that was supposed to be a day of celebration and a day of rest and a day of freedom. And the problem with anxiety is it sows anxiety and reaps anxiety. It sows more anxiety, it reaps more anxiety. Instead of living in the moment, constantly importing the future into the now and worrying about things that you have no control over as yet. That's interesting then. If you start to look at your life, what are you doing because of anxiety? And what are you doing because of the kingdom? And my goal to work with you through today is, is three areas where we look at our anxieties first instead of thinking about the kingdom first. Now, the problem that we have with anxiety is anxiety, it has to be now. When we start to worry about something, we want it done not just now, we want it done yesterday. And Jesus is teaching us by showing all the different areas in His parable about where we have anxieties, that anxieties consume how we worry about what we're going to eat, how we're going to get dressed, where we're going to sleep, all of these different things, which God knows we need, but not focusing on the thing that He wants us to focus on, which is His kingdom. And we're demanding it all now. But if we seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, all of these things are added. So, let me say this to you. Anxiety can demand now what righteousness has yet to prepare you for. You can say, God, I want it now, and yet the process of righteousness is going to work you into a place where you can receive what He wants to bless you with. Anxiety can demand now what righteousness has yet to prepare you for. But when we think about seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, it sounds nice, but what is it? Well, really, it's a clarifying verse which helps us set in order all the affairs of our life, what we need to do and and with which priority. Or say it a different way. Righteousness is about seeking the heart and lifestyle which is right with God and with others here and now. Seeking a lifestyle that is right with God and right with others here and now as our priority over the things that we think we want right now. They're different. And we'll explore a little bit about that just now. Say it a different way. Let's put first things first, second things second. Let's put in the right place what should be foremost in our hearts and let everything cascade after. But I want to particularly focus our attention while we're exploring this issue of anxiety and righteousness today into a discussion on the body of Christ, the community. And I want us to think a little bit about how our anxieties can cause something to happen in a body of believers, and how our kingdom-centered righteousness can cause something to happen in a body of believers. And you might say, that's a bit strange, Gabriel. You know, my anxieties are my anxieties. You know, what has that got to do with the body of Christ? Well, the way that we live out our anxieties affects the people around us. And the way that we choose to prioritize our anxieties affects how we invest in a community around us. And if you're planted here and you're called to be planted here for a season, or maybe you're watching on the internet and you're thinking about your local church, but wherever you are, I want to explore these three areas with you to see are we living out of anxiety or are we living out of the righteousness of the kingdom. Now, there are three very practical areas. Uh, maybe uh, we, we could have done this this other way, but I'm just conscious of time. I could have said to you, what, what's important to you? What's important to you? Maybe I'll ask you, what's important to you? Getting a job? Is that important? Getting a promotion? Finding your life partner? Having some friends? Anything else important to you? Housing? Housing Housing's important. Any other things? Oh, it's, is it the heat? <laughs> oh, don't worry, don't worry. Okay, ma- ma- let's say it this way. Well, what about if you come needing a job? Often people can come into London and, and need a job. We all know that living in London is extremely expensive. And uh, we need to have uh, uh, a job to be able to sustain ourselves beyond a couple of months if you've come with savings or a job immediately if you've got no savings. And it's a big concern. And often what we can see is people come into the body of Christ needing a job. And we get them integrated into a cell group where they get supported. And we start to pray. We start to seek God. And we start to network them with people. We start to introduce them to the different people who we might know, who might have jobs in the area. And, you know, everybody gets behind an individual trying to help them move forward towards uh, success in the job world. And then, praise God, a miracle happens. What's that miracle? They get a job. Prayer works. Coincidences happen when we pray. And uh, we pray and then we see this person get a job, but then what happens to the person? They disappear. Ever known those people? They come, they get a whole load of prayer, and then they go? I would suggest to you that that's partially out of living out of the anxiety first. I need a job. I need to have a means of income. I need to be able to support myself financially. I need, I need, I need. And it's all good. We all need to be working. That's Christian body. That's what we're supposed to be working in the world to be an influence. But if we were to flip it and think, what is seeking first the kingdom of God? You know, anxiety can blind us to things. When you're anxious, you can lose sight of the person in front of you. You can stop caring about others because you're so focused on your own concerns and needs. But when we sort of pull aside that anxiety and the needs that we have and think about the people around us, whoa, these people actually cared enough to love me and pray for me and support me emotionally and spiritually while I was going through this major challenge in my life. If they were willing to do it for me, What would it look like if I was to commit and be willing to do it for the next person? Suddenly, I'm positioning myself totally differently. I'm saying, Lord, somebody else loved me enough to bear my burdens. I am also going to love and bear one another's burdens for the next person. Seek first the kingdom of God. Not trying to live out of the anxieties and meet the anxieties, but seeking first the character, the personhood that you are called to be so that you can make a difference to the kingdom. The first, unfortunately, I'm just being real, is treating the church like it's a part-time support group, temporary support group. You come and get your support and then you go. But the church, the body of Christ, is to be a community of believers that love and support one another. Maybe not that one. Maybe that wasn't your area of need. Maybe you come saying, Seek first a social circle. Seek first my friends. And everything else will be added unto me. You know, when I come to church, I want to see a vibrant social thing going on. I want to walk into the house of God and I want to see people that are doing things. I want to get involved. I want to get stuck in. Hey, are you going to be here next week? No, I don't know. It depends. Depends, maybe, you know, maybe something else better might come on, but today I want to see a vibrant social circle. Anything happening? Okay, nothing happening today. Okay, I won't come back next week. I won't come back the week after. I won't come back the week after. Uh, What did you want? Did you want a social circle of friends, people that you could build life with, or did you want a great event to go to? What was it about for you? See, when we think that church is to be about something like that, meeting our social needs and to have one event experience friends, we're operating perhaps out of an anxiety to be in the place of things happening, to be seen with people that are getting things done and having a good time and socializing. But that's not what the body of Christ is supposed to be. Yes, We are definitely 100%, 1,000% supposed to be social and out there having fun together, particularly on a day like this. You know, if anyone can point me to somewhere in London where we can just set up barbecue grills everywhere and have like 400 people and just grill all day, I will be there. I'll be there for 12 hours. Just show me where we need to go because I'd love to do that. That would be so good. We need to be socializing together. But when church is just about... Let's come and have great events. We're missing out on the person that we're called to worship together and then how we do that worship life together. We're called to worship Christ as a community of believers. The way that it's described in Ephesians 16 is that we would come together regularly with worship in our hearts, songs, spiritual hymns, that we'd be worship praising God together and seeking to glorify God together. When we seek first to love the body and, of Christ and worship Jesus together everything else starts to happen. You suddenly start to see that there are genuine friends around you. They might not be the immediate people that you'd have said, yes, I'll go out socializing with that person. But there will be someone that you can say, that person is a faithful friend. That person, as I've committed to their relationship with them, as I've invested in the body, as I've sought to serve another and love another, I've found that I've really got great friends in the kingdom of God. Now, just to pause on that thought just there, if you do want to be involved in social stuff, come and talk to us. We'd love to get a whole big social thing going on uh, at the moment, 2.30 services, a great group of people. The Bible school students are gathering together every single week. There are also our university students gathering together. We want to invite you. There's parks locally. We can go out and play volleyball. We can spend time together. Build a great community feel at the 2.30. But come and seek to get involved. Come and seek to plug in. Don't just turn up at 2.45 and leave at 3.55. Come and worship God and hang out together and stick around and see what God does. But as we do that, as we seek to love the body and worship Jesus together, you'll start to see that social circle thing really, really take off. Final area. Seek first the one. And all of these things will be added unto you. You know, I have hear people come into church, sitting there looking around, looking around again, looking around again. Oh, I just don't fancy anyone here in KT. I'm going to go find somewhere else. <laughs> you know, we're thinking of setting up a whole new department in the church. It's called ChristianDating.com. Our goal is to help you find the one. At least there's a few people I can think of that this year should be their year. But, you know, when we come into church and we're simply looking for the one, there's an anxiety behind that. There's an anxiety behind that. I've got to find the one. I'm at that stage in life. I've got to find somebody that meets the criteria. They're in church. They worship God. They look a bit holy. As long as they do all those things, that's fine. But, you know, that's not what finding the one is about. And let me just suggest to you, if you're living out of anxiety in that area particularly, please let me encourage you to pump the brakes. Slow it down. If you need to find the one, then you're not ready to find the one. If you're in a place where you're like, I have to find them right now, then probably you're living from the right, moti- wrong motivation. The reality of seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these other things will be added to you becomes most relevant here. Often we come in saying, Jesus, you need to provide the one straight away. No, no, God wants to use the community, wants to use your investment in the body, wants to use your participation in loving other people, to show you how to love other people for their sake not love other people just because they say they love you and that's the kind of attitude you need to have when you're thinking about getting into a relationship and getting married you can't be getting married when you say i need you in my life to love me because let me tell you when you're married you won't think the same you'll be thinking i have to choose to love you (laughs) because you're really blessing me right now if you know what i mean Seek first to love other people for their own sake. And in the right time, the husband or wife will come along. See, these anxieties that we live with, they can cloud our every day. They can cause us to desire now things that righteousness hasn't yet prepared us for. They can cause us to be blind to the needs of others. They can cause us to be takers and not investors. They can cause us to... Think in temporary exchange-type relationships instead of thinking in terms of permanent, planted, invested communities. Now, in a place like London, this is really difficult for us to see because people come and they go. They move into London, they move out. When they try to buy a house, they end up having to move move out to Zone 7, 8, 9, 10 in order to be able to survive in, in London. But the reality is, if God has called us to Kensington Temple, or if there is a local church that God has called you to, your anxiety can cause you to treat the church as something that is to support you through your anxiety. Seeking first the righteousness of God is to say, you know what, this is an expression of the Bride of Christ. My local church is a place where I can show the Lord Jesus how much I love Him by the way that I start to love the people around me. I can show the Lord how much I want to prioritize Him by the way I put myself in a place where I'll have to learn the lessons that come with loving other people. Take a look around. You've got some wonderful people here today. They're all dressed bright colors with it being summer. They're looking wonderful. It's good to see all of you here. But you all know that there are good times with loving the person next to you, and then there are times when it's not so easy to love them. You know that there's times when it's real uh, joyful to invest in others, but then there's times when you're just like, I've just blessed you and you've just thrown that back in my face. But every single one of those lessons, every single one of those interactions is sharpening you to become more like Christ. Because what I love about Jesus is, this isn't why I love him, but that's one of the things that I love about him, is that his love doesn't change. It doesn't say yes because we're behaving well and say no because we're behaving badly he loves us because he loves us because he's god and he's calling us to be a people that actually start to do that that our value is first love god love his kingdom therefore love his people seek first the kingdom of god and its righteousness Seek first the character which reflects christ and then when you live that out you start to see a total difference your life becomes about sowing and giving and being a blessing. So, very much a practical message for us today, thinking a little bit about that word, but thinking in the context of the body. And the, the reason I wanna sh- wanted to share that is because we're really uh, interested in growing social communities within the church. We're interested in facilitating you and the different desires that you have in terms of uh, having things to do uh, with other different people groups, interest areas. There's the whole giants thing that we have going on. There's the cell group ministry that we have going on. There's young people ministries that we have going on. We want to facilitate you and get you involved in all of those things. But if we all come with our anxiety mentality, all of those things are going to crumble because people are going to come and draw out what they need to draw out. And when they should be somebody standing in place to be a blessing to the next person, they've taken and they've gone. What we want to see is people who come lean in, are ready to make the sacrifice, be consistent, be faithful, be leaning in, be participating, turn up every week and be people that say, hey, I'm hanging out. Does anyone want to hang out? The first people that come up to you to hang out, you might not want to naturally hang out with, but what about the second, third, fourth, fifth people? What about the community that we build? Because it takes us all leaning in and saying, this is my house. It's my body. This is where I want to invest myself. And this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it with this mentality of seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You'll start to see a different quality of community springing up. It's not about oh, I wish they were doing it. It's I am part of it and I am engaging in it and I am helping to grow it. And together, as we start to do that in different areas, different contexts, we can see great, great things happening. So don't look at what isn't happening. Look at what you can make happen with that attitude of seeking first the kingdom of God. Father, we lift up our hearts to you today. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with a community around us, people that have seen us through difficult things, people who are uh, are ready to invest, people who are willing to, to be part of our journey towards you, Jesus. And Lord, we ask you that you'd give us a mentality where we start to live first from the kingdom of God, not from our anxieties focusing on our needs and what we want right now, but focusing on what happens in the process as we start to love others, as we love you, as we start to serve faithfully, as we start to commit to a context where we can uh, carry responsibility and be part of building community. And Lord, that we'd see your glory start to be revealed as we move forward together in Jesus' name. Amen.